Here we are again, back for episode number five. This is Naked on Survivor podcast. I'm Brownie, uh, joined by my co-host 900 kilometres away, but because of modern technology, he's in your ears, he's in my ears, he is... Benbo. Benbo. (laughs) How are you, my friend? I'm lovely. You're lucky I'm 900 miles away because uh, apparently Seabass thinks I smell like a dead weasel. Wow, actually, I... uh... I, I'm glad you opened up with uh, the dead weasel because he has uh, become a bit of a almost like a cartoon character now rather than a real life character. And uh, later on in the show, uh, it's been happening for the last couple of weeks, but later on in the show, we are going to have an official launch of the Seabass Clip of the Week. <laughs> <laughs> Brandy loves his sea bass. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, yes. <laughs> I, I want to know what your thoughts, first of all, were on the episode because uh, I, I kind of left the episode scratching my head uh, and I, I wasn't quite sure on how I felt. It was like I went on a date and I went home and when I got home, someone said to me, so how'd it go? And I, and I would just shrug my shoulders and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I like it. I don't know if I don't like it. I wasn't sure. How did you feel about the whole episode? Look, it's always a bit challenging when you've got to, you know, depart from your your loyalties and just turn on each other. And, uh, you know, that's what what Michael and Steph and Jenna had to do. And, uh, you know, Steph actually still voted for the, against the, you know, against against Des, against the other old tribe. But, uh, yeah, uh, Jenna and Michael turned on her. (laughs) So she's gone. Yeah, I mean, that's the the tribal stuff. But... What I guess what I'm trying to say, uh, Bembo, is the whole episode had a feel to it, and it, I don't know. Like other episodes, I kind of I can't wait to see uh, what people are saying on Twitter. I can't wait to hear your responses and stuff like that. And this one, I was kind of left feeling. Eh. It made me feel like actually what the show had a feel of this week was kind of like watching the earlier seasons because there was no advantages, there was no idols. And it was really more about the stories of the people. And there was like, we had a, a story about Donathan, um, you know, having his moment and Chris having his moment and Stephanie J having her moment. And I don't know, it was, and the stories at Tribal, there was this emotional yin-yanging thing going on and there was no advantages, no idols. And it made me feel like that watching an old episode before all that stuff was here. And it was kind of like Probes was trying to tease that Whose dream are we going to crush this week? Correct. <laughs> can you can you just tell us your hopes and dreams before we crush them? <laughs> <laughs> but Stephanie J did go home, and uh, I don't know. I didn't really feel like I was sad about that. I, I think. Look, she admitted during the episode that she used to be a Mormon. Is that you reckon? What do you reckon? That's why everyone turned on her. I I I guess I'm. <laughs> I'm guessing not. <laughs> but, how would you feel? How would you feel, Brownie, if uh, Steph, you know, in a uh, stripy uh, leggings, turned up at your at your door to do a bit of Mormoning? Uh, is, is that the correct term they use, Mormoning? I mean, <laughs> that. Um, um, if she stepped on, I don't know. I uh, I don't know how I'd react. I, uh, I I possibly would let her in for a cup of tea and we would have a chat, but I don't know about Mormoning. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, she. So I'm sure she, Jacob would let her in. <laughs> Jacob would just to get some more airtime, I think. Um, look, uh, yeah, I mean, 
I'm not. I'm not sure about Steph this week. Uh, uh, like I didn't. I didn't predict it. Uh, I, it didn't really feel like it was going in that direction. Like the editors have done really well to take you off the sniffing trail of who they who you think uh, is going home. I didn't pick. I didn't pick that. Um, I actually thought Michael was going home by the edit. Um, but yeah, I mean, I wasn't devastated that Steph went home. I felt like before in the pre pre show analysis that. Uh, we did. I felt that Stephanie was going to go home early anyway, so I kind of didn't really attach myself. Although she was playing a good game, just got caught on the wrong side of the numbers. She played a good game very early, but she seemed to lose heart after that tribe swap. That's that's made it, that tri- early tribal swap has made a huge impact on the game. I'm going to miss her hair metal, her hair metal hairstyle, like the <laughs> Guns and Roses style hair. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, though. It could have been any one of those three. Yeah, we had no clues. And look, I was a little bit worried that our Jenna was going to go. I'm, I'm claiming Jenna is ours now after, you know, she's uh, helped support the show. She's tweeted some, uh, and a very lovely tweet at us. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of rooting for a bit for Jenna now. You're rooting for Jenna. I'm rooting for Jenna. Because in Australia, that's, uh, that's not a term we use to support. That's a term we use to uh, endear someone in the bedroom. <laughs> well, uh, let's, let's say I'm doing both. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Benbo. Well done. Uh, so... All right, Ghost Island. Uh, no reward, no advantage this week. There was no idols, uh, and I've, I've just spoken about that because of the theme of the show. Did the editors get it wrong? Did they accidentally put the wrong vial in that this week? Should uh, should they have had an advantage at the island? Yeah, I'm actually a little bit disappointed with Ghost Island, I'll, I'll be honest. Mm. Uh, you know, Probes came out and said, look, the vials get filled at the start of the game. Uh, nothing's going to change that throughout the game. And I think they missed a trick there because obviously last week, Kellen um, didn't take up an advantage. So that's an advantage that is that is that even still in the game anymore? Is that a, something from a previous season that we're not going to see now after Gee, they've I, sussed it out? I hope not. I really hope that every advantage is accounted for. I thought what would happen is if, say, Kellen, like last week, she didn't play it that automatically Stephanie would get the opportunity to play that straight away. That's um, what I think. It should roll over to the next week if it's not taken. Yeah, I think so. I think, and, uh, you know, are we missing out on advantages that, you know, we may never know about unless there's a Ghost Island too? But I don't know. It, there's a, just a few things that kind of bugged me and uh, looking at social media, it's bugged a lot of other people as well. And one of the best things about Ghost Island, obviously, was that, Early on when there was sort of one immunity and reward challenge rolled into one, uh, you know, someone would get sent to Ghost Island and they would miss out on that tribal council and that really changed the dynamic of tribal council. They're not doing that anymore. They didn't do it last week. They didn't do it this week. And so it just kind of feels a bit like another Exile Island now. Yeah, it does. It does. And But with crying, I mean, we didn't get any crying <laughs> from Stephanie this week, but we got her story, which really is, I mean, that's her story. Um, Callum certainly cried from it, and she wasn't even there. Everyone was crying this week. Michael was crying. Donovan uh, was crying. Yeah, it was just, just yeah. Did you cry? The whole... Sorry? Did you Did cry? I cry? Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that was because I, that was cause I um, yeah, accidentally got my, uh, my pants were a bit tight, and I uh, caught one of my balls in the fly. <laughs> we love Donovan now. He's, he's terrific. Um, I, and I love his voice. I, wanted, I want to see him cast in a Pixar film, like his voice, just doing some voice work. Oh, I mean, that would be amazing. That would be awesome. They'd have to subtitle it, though. 
the cartoon. <laughs> Subtitles in a, in a Pixar film. Um, and look, let's compare him to Chris. You know, after the after the uh, reward challenge, Chris is doing the big manly. I want those pastries. And uh, what's what's Donathan doing? Cinnamon rolls. Cinnamon rolls. <laughs> that he... was my that was my favorite moment of the last episode. But he didn't eat any of them. He says, ah, I don't eat pastries. I, I don't eat, drink coffee. And, or was he eating the pastries? I don't know, but he was certainly doing a cheer for them at, uh, after the re- reward challenge. So, yeah. He was jumping up and down like he won the lotto, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, let's let's talk about that re- the reward challenge uh, in more detail. Uh, because someone had a arm of like a rocket. and uh, Oh, I- as much as we hate Chris, he was brilliant in that challenge. I've got to, uh, I've got to say that the the show is really trying hard to make me like Chris. Um, he's winning challenges. He's console, consoling with um, Donathan after Donathan has a little mini breakdown on the show, uh, and then he comes out. Uh, so they do all that, right? And then he comes out with this. I guess it's fair to say I was pretty hot today. I'm like a diamond in the rough. Do you see me glow? This ain't pay-per-view. It's a free show. I'm still shooting them all day. Free throw. Mic drop. And just like that, I'm off him. (laughs) (laughs) Does he realise he wasn't meant to drop the mic on his head? I don't know, Bembo, but uh, I was, I was, you know, I was catching myself going, "Hold on, you're supposed to like Chris. Chris is not that guy." And then, and then I was starting to, you know, starting to dig a few things he was doing, and then he did that. And you feel like Chris was, you know, uh, getting intimate with with Donathan just to be strategic, just for the game, not actually because out of care. So. Yeah, he kind of. It's hard to know how to feel about Chris. He's been a bit of an enigma the whole game. Yeah, definitely. And the the show was making you feel like uh, at the start that he was going to go early, but now I'm starting to feel like he's going to be around for a long time. Yeah, we we thought in our precast uh, pregame assessment that he'd be a non-event, and he's actually been one of the main stories of the game. Uh, but look, he he beat out Seabass in the in the challenge. But in all fairness, Seabass thought it was you know he was meant to be aiming for the big ho- holes up the top where the flags came out, so that's why he was, his throws were missing. Uh, he just didn't understand the rules as usual. Is that true? Is that what happened? No, I, I'm I'm just assuming with Seabass. <laughs> it's not. Look, all right. So we've had this out a few times, Brownie. I've said Seabass is is a dimwit to put it lightly. He's he's not too bright. He's got the brain of a two year old. You've been his biggest champion. Uh, you've said he's he's you know he, he's got a lot more going on. Um, now explain to me the scene where he was licking and sucking on his bicep. Do you know what was going on with that? Uh, yeah, I have no idea. That was the scene that with Jenna, uh, and that was the whole showman's scene. Uh, he said a few things in that, including this. Jenna is in a tough spot, and I need braiders in this tribe, or else I'm going to be a big uh, single dread instead of one tiny dread. So as long as she keeps flirting with me, Are you ready? that's cool. And I'm not opposed to her staying in this game. So he is a single dread. First he's a piece of Laffy Taffy. Now he's a single dread. I don't get it. You, you you love this guy though, don't you? 
Oh, look, as I said, I feel like he's a animation character. I don't actually feel like he's a real human being when I'm watching him because of the stuff, stuff he says. Can I ask you this one question, Brownie? Would you trust him with your kids? No, 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 I would not. <laughs> I would have to. Well, there you he, go. He's like um, he's like one of them. <laughs> my 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 six year old says more intelligent things than he has been saying on the show. <laughs> See, well, I said he's got the brain of a two year old. You chastised me for this, but now you're saying he's not as smart as your six year old. I don't know if it, it can't be just the edit, can it? Like he 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 can't be just saying these things like what a, he can't be just this stupid <laughs> really can he <laughs> and i believe i believe uh, i'm not i'm not going to pull up the uh, the audio but you did when i did say he was a dimwit you did say you, you 100% disagree with me so it sounds like that's going down to about 90 80% oh yeah definitely i mean yeah, yeah you've been right on a few things and this is something you you're very right on <laughs> He did learn a few things though this episode, Seabass. He, uh, you know, during the other during the immunity challenge, he learned that Ghost has a H in it, and that Island has an S in it. Oh, is that the puzzle from the puzzle? The puzzle, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. He, look, I, the thing about that too is that uh, they made Chris uh, the person. They turned up his mic and they made him the person that was the one to reveal what the uh, what what the puzzle was going to say. You heard him say, Ghost Island, it's Ghost Island. Just before that, uh, my two-year-old daughter, who can't read or write, yelled out Ghost Island. So <laughs> there is some sort of comparison for you of how hard that puzzle was. Look, and I think maybe one of the other things that Seabass is doing wrong is that you know, when they have to draw for rocks, I think he's been eating the rocks. So, yeah. <laughs> Thinking it's a piece of Laffy Taffy or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> a bit of rock candy. Vanilla yeah. flavour. <laughs> <laughs> and you see him at Tribal Council. He just has no idea what's going on ever. He just looks miserable because there's people talking. And it's like, it's, it's, it's how people feel, you know, when you're surrounded by people speaking other languages, you have no idea what's happening. He looks like that. He's just, it's all going over his head. <laughs> oh, look. Maybe we've been a bit thick and heavy on the guy, but I do uh, think that we should start this week the clip of the week from Seabass, uh, that one being the uh, the braided one. I'm going to play it again just so we have it. Um, the official clip of the week from Seabass. Jenna is in a tough spot, and I need braiders in this tribe or else I'm going to be a big uh, single dread instead of... One tiny dread. So as long as she keeps flirting with me, that's cool. And I'm not opposed to her staying in this game. Yeah, that's uh, the sea bass clip of the week. We'll do it every week. It seems like it's a trend. Uh, it seems like it will, he'll be around for a while too. Yep. So we've talked about two of the big villains in the game. We've talked about sea bass. We've talked about Chris. Uh, I guess we've got to talk about the other one. Your mate, Brad. Yeah, uh, look, he got... Dragged over the coals last week, uh, or by himself. He he did that to himself. This week he kind of redeemed himself a little bit. Uh, didn't have to be so cutthroat this week, uh, but certainly uh, it came from his own mouth the week before that leaders don't win. And what is he? Yeah, that's it. Him and Callan are calling the shots. Uh, you know, and Callan's probably in a good position because Brad's the one that's taking the heat, whereas whereas Callan's actually still directing it. 
And then they've got three goats under them. They can tell what to do, whatever they want. Desiree, Chelsea, and Seabass. He was a bit nicer so, with Stephanie this week when she was pleading with him to work. He was a little bit less dismissive. But, uh, I mean, Kellen's had a flawless run in the challenges. And Brad and Kellen did the, the puzzle today, uh, or this week. And uh, it's the first time Kellen's dropped a puzzle. And I, I blame Brad. How devastated was she too? It was like... Oh, she hated it. Did you see her shrug off Jenna? Jenna's trying to do the consoling hand on the shoulder. Kellen just shrugged it off. She wears her heart on her sleeve, doesn't she? Everything that she feels, you can see outwardly. And I don't know whether that's going to be something that proves uh, to be a downfall for her later in the game. Yeah, well, I mean, Kellen's going to be an interesting interesting story. We, uh, yeah, before the game even started, we both took an interest in her. So looking forward to how that pans out. But the other criticism I've got of Brad, okay, so you love it normally when... Um, you know the the cast members get around in their in their undies, uh, but I think Brad shouldn't be doing it. Oh, if he does, at least put some rice down the front of your pants or some sock. Get, get, get Jacob socks, stick them down the front of your pants. Because cl- you're out those undies, mate. Can I just clarify? Um, I, I I like f- the female contestants that get around in their underpants. Um, and Wendell. <laughs> <laughs> You like Wendell getting around. You can admire Wendell. But, uh, yeah, look, uh, there was actually some joking going on on Twitter uh, this week about Brad and his underwear. It looked like he stuffed some olives down his jocks. I think he's actually, (laughs) his his ex-girlfriend has been roasting him hard on Twitter this week. Uh, I can't remember exactly what the tweets were, but something like... uh, you know, uh, the show stuck around longer than I did. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, but she, I think she was the one who chimed in with uh, the comparisons to Olive's. Some harsh, some harshness on the show as well from uh, some of the girls. Got a bit catty. So and I, I wouldn't even say catty. I'd say it's the, the pot calling the kettle black. We had Chelsea calling uh, Jenna weak. Now, Chelsea's the one who fell off the boogie board, um, who fell over, you know, doing the jumps in the challenge. Um, who's generally done nothing. And we've got Desiree saying that Jenna isn't playing the game. And Desiree's really done very little or nothing to impact the game herself. Um, except, for, even, yeah, so. except for be part of the numbers. I mean, it's quite easy to say what you want when you're a part of the numbers. I mean, I had a feeling just during that, that immunity challenge, I had a, a, a smell of throwing the challenge about it. Uh, Chelsea was either really terrible at her, her balance or she was throwing the challenge because it just didn't seem right. She was, I mean, she was up against Wendell. Wendell was obviously a fit guy. Chelsea's, yeah, Chelsea's not. So, uh, but she, yeah, she, I, I don't think they threw it. I think they're just not terribly good at challenges at the moment. Oh, just, look, you see, do you remember Chelsea was running up that, uh, that walking uh, bridge that, you know, that walking bridge that was kind of flimsy. No one else had trouble. And she, it looked like, it, it, it almost looked like she fell off on purpose. And I, and I was, I remember watching it at the time going, this is, this has got a, a smell of th- throwing a challenge about it. And do you think the Alliance may have thought, let's just throw this challenge and get, uh, get one of the other guys out because it's guaranteed? Yeah, uh, look, I mean, because there's obviously a lot more unity on that tribe at the moment, uh, you know, amongst old old tribal divisions. Um, but I don't think they threw it. I think they just weren't very good at it. But if you look at the other tribe, they've got 
they've only been the other tribes only been to tribal once, haven't they? And they've that's when they got rid of um, so they got rid of Morgan. Morgan, that's right. So do you think this tribe, uh, the five strong, is looking at the other tribe, thinking, well, we've got already got some connections with those guys. If we throw this challenge, we can get rid of another ex Malolo. So when the merge happens, we've got the numbers in the in the merge. Uh, I mean, it's a possibility, but you think that would have come into the edit? Um, they would have. They would. They would have definitely emphasised that if that was that was the case. I just think they're not terribly good. And look, and, and if they get if they lose so many people, they're going to have to start turning on their own. So, um, yeah, they don't know that the tribe swaps next week, uh, but that's going to be interesting. And I think, look, I think actually the interesting thing is that Bradley and Callan are probably going to turn on each other at some point. Um, they've been in cahoots, but I think they're going to realise, especially with those goats there, that they're going to want to take to the end. Um, they're going to want to get at the other strong player. So that might be a factor at some point, Brad and uh, Callan. Yeah, look, uh, do you think it's going to go to three three tribes next week? I mean, what what is it? How many? What are the numbers left? What are we talking? We've got 15 left. It could go to three tribes. Five, five, um, and five. Could, could, five tribes, yeah. Well, no, no, um, five, uh, tribe of five each. So five, five, and five. Thank you very much. Well, well done for doing 15 divided by three, David. We uh, <laughs> we worked. We all worked that at home. But um, <laughs> but what I'm saying is uh, the advantage. See, Bass is still trying to figure it out though. <laughs> What I'm trying to say is that uh, the the merge has to come at or before 13 because the Sierra Dawn Thomas advantage uh, has to be played at 13. Oh, okay, sure. Um, yeah. So that means Look, I, I th- I, the new tribe's going to be interesting. It's going to it's certainly going to change it anyway. So uh, yeah, hopefully it, it um, you know scores some goals for the uh, original Malolos. All right, now Brownie, can I can I ask? About something that can I talk about something that really bugs me on this on, on Survivor? Um, so Michael was in a position where he was, you know, scrambling, trying to keep himself in the game, and did the old promise: "I'm loyal. I'll be loyal." Now I hate when people start talking about loyalty. You know, you can, t- you know, I'll take it to the end of the game or whatever. Because essentially in this game, you've got twenty people getting whittled down to three. You're turning on each other. You're gonna have to be. You can't be loyal to everyone, can you? You've got to turn on people at some point. Yeah, sure. You want to get through this week. You want to, but it, it just it just reeks of BS when you're saying, "I'm loyal. I'm a loyal guy." Oh, and do you think that the people he's saying it to, uh, believing it? I don't think. Look, I think it's uh, it's a case of I'll do anything. I'll say anything. That whole scenario pops up. Then what irked me more was that he had a confessional when he started crying about how much this means to him. I mean, age is really just a number, but you're 18, dude. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there, are, there are people there with uh, all different types of stories. Not saying you don't deserve it. I'm just saying, uh, do you really need those crocodile tears? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. He's a teenager. He's an emotional guy. Yeah, look, look Michael's bouncing between being impressive and... A little bit disappointing at times, I'll be honest. So, uh, you know, he did a great move with the, the, the double bluff last week. It didn't work, but it was still a, a clever move. But, uh, yeah, look, I don't know. He's, he, for my liking, he's still got to prove himself. But, yeah, I, I think any time you hear a player say, I'm going to be loyal, it just reeks of desperation. Nothing it new. does. It does. I mean, uh, he is, as you said, he is doing some impressive things, though. Uh, at Tribal, 
he didn't let his age slip because he said, I've been loving this show for 10 years ever since I was 13. 13? Well done, yeah. <laughs> that's right. He could have he slipped then. He could have said since I was eight years old because that's what he said in his confessional. So he's 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 switched on. I mean, I really like. I really wish that I was that switched on at a, as an 18-year-old, don't you? I mean, don't you wish you would? I, I wish I was that switched on as a 35-year-old. <laughs> Right, so uh, Tribal, uh, I just wanted to note something quickly about Tribal uh, that we didn't cover off before. Kellen, in an interview uh, when Brendan Shapiro left the show last week, uh, shed a tear, couldn't hold back when Brendan was saying, it's my birthday tomorrow, are you going to vote me off? In this Tribal, I noticed that when Stephanie was talking about um, her kids and her story, that Kellen did the, the whole tear and you could see just guilt all over her face. I immediately then knew that uh, Stephanie was going home because of that. Um, what did you did you pick up on that? Did you did you think that? Yeah, Kellen said she that empathy would be one of her strongest characteristics going to the game. It might be one of her biggest downfalls as well. So she seems pretty gung ho to win it, but I think it's going to come at a bit of an emotional cost for her. It sounds really bleak saying it like that. Now we've talked a lot about you know what kind of scummy things you could do to get yourself through to the end of the game. Is there anything that's a bit of a no-go? So, like, obviously, you know, we've had Jeff Varner. You know, he, he showed he did something that was definitely a no-go um, in previous in uh, Survivor Game Changes when he, um, you know, added Zeke. Uh, but something a bit smaller than that I saw during the game, which I thought was a bit... I didn't really like it, was uh, Desiree going through Seth's personal bag. Now, is there any rules in Survivor? Is there anything that should be off-limits, you reckon, Brownie? Look, it's a good thing you brought up rules uh, because I, on that, I don't I don't think that was that bad. I think that's a, a, a good move. I mean, really, uh, the, the bag of belongings on the show aren't really that secret. I mean, you know... It's you, not like she's got a diaphragm in there. Yes. Well, <laughs> or a dildo. Why don't we go there? <laughs> <laughs> She may do. That might be a personal item. That she, uh, the secret one. But I don't look. I don't think that going through a personal items is is that bad. I mean, it's happened in past episodes before. Uh, we certainly haven't seen it like you know, like a desperate burglar trying to go through someone's crap like Desiree. <laughs> look uh, at Tribal Council. Uh, do you think that they should hide an idol there? Oh. Oh, that would be all, that would be incredible. That would be brownie. Oh, you, you, with a suggestion like that, you could be on the team of writers. Um, yeah, that would be. Gee, so what? Just on under on one of the seats, or uh, oh, it just got me thinking. Or... Because this episode there was nothing, right? And no. I thought, why couldn't they somehow put a an advantage somewhere or some note somewhere saying that you know you haven't got the idol yet. But it's going to be hidden somewhere at tribal council, and you have to find it at tribal council. Like, wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah, it would be amazing. Often, look, often when the idol is played, it gets put back hidden somewhere around the camp. I'm assuming that's what happened with James' old idol when Michael played it last week, but just no one either looked for it or no one found it. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, like that idea, the tribal council idol. Wow. Yeah, I, I mean, I I wrote that down. I wrote. 
did they look go looking for the idol? They must have, but because they didn't find it or get close, they didn't put it in the edit, or because they wanted to have it the edit a certain way. But I just thought, there's no hope. There's no hope. Ah, oh, why couldn't there be a hope, a last hope at the tribal council somehow? Yeah, look, uh, I think you know when Jeff Probst is listening to this, he'll uh, he might actually add that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, look, uh, apart from Donathan having his uh, coffee meltdown um, and Laurel and uh, Chris you know, consoling him, uh, Ghost Island this week going to Rocks and uh, having a sob story, not really playing much of a role. I don't have much else to say about this episode. I didn't leave, as I said, I didn't leave feeling over-enthusiastic about the whole thing. Did um, we miss the episode as well where Angela got voted out? Because I... I'm not sure if I actually saw her in this episode. She just, she just did not. She was not in it at all. Yeah, look, uh, I have a feeling that we're not going to get much of uh, Angela in this. She'll come back as a game changer, of course, like Sierra Dawn Thomas did. Um, <laughs> but in this season, I don't think we're going to see much of her. <laughs> yeah. Um, and look, it, it, Laurel as well. A lot of people online are picking her as the winner. I'm not, I've, you know, I me, mean, I've never been a fan of Laurel. Uh, but look, she's not playing too bad a game in terms of the empathy, but she, the stuff she's talked up about her being smart and athletic and stuff like that, that hasn't come out at all. Not yet. Not yet. I'm, I dare say we're going to see some of that. Uh, I have high hopes for her. But I, you know what? I'd hate, I'd hate for you to prove me wrong. Again, <laughs> but I think she's going to go far. Well, yeah. uh, have you got anything else? Are we going to talk about uh, who we think is going to go next week, Brownie? Who do you think? Yeah, okay, let's get into that. So uh, last week I said Bradley again, and from memory you said Desiree. Uh, so we're both wrong on that. This week I feel that after the three, uh, after the tribe swap, we don't know if it's going to be three. I have a feeling it's going to be three, five, five, and five for two weeks. Then we're going to go to the merge, uh, and I think the the Sierra Dawn Thomas advantage will get played there. That's what what I think is going to happen, and it will save Dominic. That is my that is my prediction. But who's going to go next week? I think it's James. Oh, James! I hope not. I hope you're wrong. Uh, but uh, look, Desiree got a. I, I picked Desiree for, for this uh, last week. She got a vote. That's something. But uh, no, pretty pretty far off on that prediction. I think, I think, I'm hoping the tr- swap a change of. I'm hoping the change of tribes. It's okay, see, doesn't work. You can get it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping the change of tribes affects Bradley in a really bad way, and he gets caught out. But I'm gonna be uh, probably the opposite of you this week. I reckon Dominic's time is up. Uh, Dominic. Wow. Okay. Like I. I think he's, as I said, he's got a long way. Uh, he's got a role to play still. But if you think it's Dominic, uh, then we'll uh, we'll have to wait and see. I I, I can't see. He's. He, I think he's it too big, too big for the show at the moment. The stab in the dark. We don't know how the tribes are going to change up. Uh, but yeah, it should be interesting to see how the dynamics change after this tribe swap. All right, no worries. Well, uh, it's been good having you. Again, along for the uh, the podcast, Benbo. Uh, Benbo. Benbo. Uh, and all of you guys, the uh, three listeners that we have, thank you very much for tuning in this week. 
Uh, next week, we uh, recap the episode five. But until next week, uh, thanks for coming along. We'll catch you around. Cinnamon rolls. Cinnamon rolls. <laughs> hey, Root.